This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Meet or on the rocks. It's the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. Pebble Beach this weekend. Uh, and uh, a bit of news out of the PGA Tour. When we talk golf in the sports bar, we, we go to our expert here. He is the host of the Tita Green Pod. You can hear it in the free-to-download Odyssey app. Also on the Sabres radio network, we love talking golf and hockey with Brian Koziel. Uh, Brian, uh, this injection of cash, what's it all about with the PGA Tour? I felt like the, uh, that we just heard recently that these two tours, PGA and Live, were going to merge. What's up? Yes. Good afternoon, guys. Nice to talk with you. I, you know, this, I think we knew that there was some sort of maybe like convergence towards the PGA Tour and Live and, and TIFF, kind of the financial group backing of, of Live, that they were going to get together and figure out a way that they could both coexist and also the PGA Tour is looking for a huge cash injection. But now this is coming from another group and I think they might be looking for more. I think that we're still hearing, and I've been reading articles that like we may be getting an, an, an announcement as early as next week that PIF and the PGA Tour are going to be working together. I think maybe the clue that we're starting to see that this is inevitable and that maybe these players are going to have the opportunity to kind of reemerge somehow on the PGA Tour at some point soon is that we're hearing the big voices and the big players that have been speaking on this behalf soften their stance quite a bit. And I'll start with Rory McIlroy with that. I mean, he has almost done a total 180. He's not saying that he loves Liv or that he wants to join Liv, but he has said that, you know, he's open to having the players return and that there should be a path and that they shouldn't be punished. They shouldn't be fined. They shouldn't be suspended. Uh, Jordan Spieth this week, who's also been very strong against it, uh, maybe wasn't as strong as Rory, but did say that he just wants golf to kind of get on with it. And if that means coming together to make it better, then he's all for it. Uh, and then Bryson DeChambeau, who's been on the live side of things, said, look, any money going into golf anywhere in the world is a good thing. He goes, I just hope at some point soon that all the best players can compete against each other on a regular basis. So, like, just those three comments from three pretty powerful voices in the game lend me to believe that there's still more to come. And I think it's the piff live connection that's going to be a coming. I, I don't think it'll be coming here over these next four days because the PGA Tour has this event at Pebble Beach, which is a big elevated event. They've got all the amateurs playing, including Josh Allen, Bill's quarterback, who's hmm. playing right now. Uh, they don't want to distract from that. But I would guess that we'll get an announcement soon. I mean, it said imminent this week with some of these reports. So maybe next 
Monday, Tuesday will be the day that we'll be hearing that there'll be an official agreement with more funding coming to the PGA Tour. Okay, so let me see if I have all this straight because uh, the strategic sports group, okay, I don't know who these people are, venture capitalists, that was the first report I saw, some other sports owners who are anonymous, but what we're we're led to believe here, Brian, that it's actually Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, or PIF. Do I have that right? Yes, and I think it's maybe going under a that label which could include i I've, I've heard the Fe, the fenway sports group i know had wanted in kind of in on this at some point that could maybe be a part of it but i mean three billion dollars that's a lot so i mean they clearly have more than just one investment group going in at this um and then maybe next week we'll get the details to see how much of it is from certain areas and like you said it's it's kind of hard to, to piece together exactly where all the money's coming from because of the fact that these are anonymous sources. So uh, I'm guessing it's a collection and this will be involved. And then at some point, you know, the obvious question that golf fans want to know is, okay, how can we get the best in the world back playing together more than maybe just the four times a year for the four majors? Because I think ultimately in the end, you know, as we talked about this over the last calendar year of like, well, you know, Live has got dirty money attached and all these things that go with it. I, I, we, you know, we all have sit here probably just as golf fans and just say, look, uh, we know money in the world comes from places sometimes good, sometimes bad, but can we at least figure out a way to get the best players in the world playing regularly here together to promote the game of golf, to grow the game of golf, to get people excited about golf. And, you know, in the end, I guess, Hopefully, that's the direction it's heading here very shortly. Brian, could this be the PGA, you know, kind of accumulating funds in order to just buy out Live? I mean, like the guys that are on Live right now, man, I think about that John Rom deal. He's making Shohei money to play golf. It's insane how much money is getting thrown at these guys. And, and the PGA Tour has never been able or never will be able to compete with that. So I guess my question is, what's the end game? Because I think there's a section of golf fans. They really don't care if they if they don't see these guys on the course more regularly than just during the majors. That's true. There are maybe, you know, not the hardcore fans that watch golf every week that are saying, look, I only turning into the majors anyway. I'm going to see the best, so why do I care? You're right. Um, I think maybe you could be onto something with the, you know, ultimately they're buying out Liv. I don't know if Liv's going to disappear. I read an article this week. I think it was from The Telegraph, which is uh, – publication in England that said that they think that live ultimately could turn into what the DP world tour does, which used to be the European tour, but now they've kind of branded it more as the world tour because they are going outside of Europe to play events like in Australia and in Africa and in Asia. And I think that all involved see the potential of having global golf be a kind of an untapped source that there really isn't one tour that really does the whole world. The PGA tour is obviously very predominantly United States based live is trying to kind of pick a little at each spot, but they don't really have that foundation yet. And then of course the DP world tour, which is kind of the old European tour, they've got their tradition and their tournaments. Um, but they're going to new sites. I'm wondering if we could see a spot where the DP world tour and the live tour essentially like, Hey, this is your global tour or again, maybe the up and coming players and then the PGA tour has connections where they're playing. And then you have events where they're together. Like for instance, the Scottish open the week 
before the British Open normally, the Open Championship, uh, is a PGA Tour slash DP World Tour event. Mm. So I'm wondering maybe if you'll see that sort of thing where you say, look, here are the four majors, everybody's in, and then there's a dozen global, we'll call them combined events, where PGA Tour and Liv are also invited to play based upon however, you know, point system they come up with. So um, I think there's obviously a lot of ideas out there, but ultimately in the end here, the PGA Tour is looking, how can we get the most bankroll possible to make our tour viable so we don't continue to lose players? We know the big, you know, loss they had was John Rahm to start the year. They just lost Tyrell Hatton last week, uh, not to the insane number uh, that Rahm left for, but he left for $60 million. You know, that's still a huge chunk of change for someone that um, hasn't made anywhere near that on the PGA Tour during his career so far. Yeah, Brian Koziel, your host of Tee to Green, which you can hear inside the Odyssey app on, on Saturdays. Also, of course, the Sabres radio network. We'll get to hockey here in a little bit. Uh, Brian, not a question, because I don't, if I asked you, like, there's, I don't know if there's an answer we could say, but I just want to raise the issue here. Like, the Department of Justice was sniffing around on this, and Congress could get involved. This is an election year. This could be, you know, having PIF kind of be secretly involved in owning uh, one of, uh, you know, our favorite sports here in America. Where do you think this possibly could go? Or do you think it might just kind of fade away? I think with the fact that we're seeing money from Saudi Arabia infiltrate other sports, Formula One, of course, soccer is now, really getting affected by this. You're seeing monster names, not only play in Saudi Arabian leagues, but get offers to come over there with insane amount of money. I think we're just seeing that this is maybe an, an inevitable piece of sports that are kind of internationally sports, which I guess you could throw tennis in that mix, you know, soccer for sure. Uh, golf is in that mix for sure. I think they're just going to be kind of a part of the landscape going forward. They want in, on the sports scene internationally, for sure. You know, will it infiltrate the NBA at some point or the NFL? Who knows? You'd like to think maybe there's enough money elsewhere that they don't have to go down that road. But, I mean, look at they started throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at golfers. Who's to say they can't throw hundreds of millions of dollars at NBA players? NBA wouldn't take that many players to create a league if they wanted to. I'm not saying that they will, but... Uh, clearly, Greg Norman, you know, having his kind of angle of wanting to, he has his own personal vendetta trying to get back at the PGA Tour for some of the things he disagreed with over the course of his career. Uh, will you see upstart things or money pushed into these leagues because they want to get involved? Uh, and also, you know, we, we know, too, that they're trying to, what is it, you know, distract from other, the other negative publicity that the country gets. They think if they're getting involved in sports, it's great publicity. It's a great way to raise money. It's a great way to kind of brand themselves in a more positive manner than some of the human rights things that we've seen going on, you know, globally with what their country's been involved with. Brian Koziel is the host of the T to Green pod. You can hear it uh, in the free to download Odyssey app. You also hear Brian on the Buffalo Sabres radio network. And if we can uh, shift gears and talk a little Sabres with you, Brian, while we have you, uh, you know, as we hit the all-star break here, I think most fans would uh, kind of scratch their head and be like, yeah, this this ain't it. This isn't what we thought we were going to get this season. I, the best way I heard it described was uh, f- from Joe Yurden, who I know y- you're familiar with. He, he called the Sabres this year more consistently inconsistent than we, we saw last year, a team that was one point out of the postseason. What's your evaluation so far? I love that line. 
I think it holds extremely true. This is a team that from period to period, you really don't even know what you're going to get, which is tough to try to gauge whether you want to believe that they're legit or they're not legit, or they could be a playoff team or that they're just going to be a seller dweller. It, it is really amazing that this group of players that finished the season so strong last year has come out and shown zero consistency. The fact that the most that they have in terms of a win streak is two games and it's only happened a couple of times. Like that just shows to me what, you know, what I think Joe said correctly is that they are just so inconsistent. You never know what you're going to get. I guess maybe the one blanket statement you could say about this team this year is that they have done an awful job of coming ready to play games. And that I think the blame goes on everybody. That's players and coaching for getting them ready to play the worst goal differential in the national hockey league in the first period, they've given up number one, most the, the top amount of goals against they're like 29th in terms of scoring in the first period. So they are constantly playing from behind. Sometimes more often than not, it's double digits within the first period. And, you know, you've, you're playing quality opponents here that you're trying to chase to be constantly being down two nothing or three, one after the first period, it's been a common theme with this team. And then suddenly at some point during games, they figure it out. But a lot of times it's too little too late or you want, you know, you just want to sit there and say, why can't you start a game like this? And to me, that's been the most baffling thing of all. If I'm going to make a team statement is just how poor they have been in the first period. And it's really cost them, you know, there's other side issues. The power play has been a disaster. Their five on five play is pretty close to their scoring. They're within single digit goals of the amount of five on five goals they had last year at this point than they did this year at this point. That just shows how low the power play production has been where last year they were in the top 10 this year, they're in the bottom five. And that's obviously been a big piece. And I know when you and I talked before the season started, we were sitting here saying, what's the biggest question about the Sabres? And it was definitely for me, the goalie situation. And I was thinking here, you know, I'm sure I said it, Shame on me for saying it. Hey, if they could just get even just average goaltending, they're going to be fine. Well, they've gotten it for sure. And, you know, pie in the face for me for saying that. <laughs> pie in the face. Pie in the face of all of us. Brian Colziel, our guest. <laughs> Brian, Brian, what you and Danger and everybody else describe, you're describing a team that sounds like they need a coaching change. But, but does Terry Bigol have the stomach to go through this again? I mean, how warm is the seat right now for Granado? I think there's no way that he's fired this season. I just think that Kevin, Kevin Adams does not want to fire Don Granado. I think the only way it gets to it is if Terry Pagula says, pull the trigger, like enough is enough sort of thing. I think even though this year has been bad and underwhelming and disappointing, I think Granado gets through the end of the season here. As I mean, we're through now almost, they're what, 49 games in, 50 games in. So, I mean, I think he gets the rest of the season um, if it stays like this, where they're just, you know, back and forth and maybe no more than a two game win streak ever, I could see them thinking about a coaching change. The players give no indication that they want one, although their actions on the ice would indicate that they're not really playing that hard for their coach. You remember the sequence about a month ago, they had that game that was kind of the, the bottom dweller of the season Blue Jackets. and they gave up, gave up nine against Columbus mm-hmm. at home. And that was the night that was the most vocal in KeyBank Center where the crowds were saying, fire Donnie, fire Donnie. And the players after the game were not happy about it. And then what happened? They scored, what, nine the next night against, mm-hmm. or the next game against Toronto. 
So, and they kept saying, you know, we played for our coach. We played for our coach. It is, I think, honorable to do that. But I remember on post game saying that night, guys, you almost made yourself worse in terms of that, that you decided, hey, this game, we're going to play hard for our coach. And you put up nine at home against a really good team in the Maple Leafs. And then the rest of the season, you've gone out and basically done nothing to start games and not coming anywhere near the scoring that you're at. To me, I'm almost saying, okay, so when you really are motivated by something, you're capable of that performance. Why do we get such lackluster efforts and hear from the players after all these other games? Like, oh, we weren't ready to play. Oh, we have to play more consistent. Oh, we need to play with more vigor. Like, to me, it's almost more insulting. Yeah. If you were just bad and lacked talent and just weren't good, and this is where you were in the standings, well, we could be sitting here saying about, well, what prospects are coming up from the Amherst and, you know, who can Kevin Adams draft that help this out or who can he make a trade? To me, because we've seen enough good, I think I'm almost more disappointed in the fact that these guys have just not been able to bring it on a more consistent basis. Clearly they can. They have a winning record against the top 10 in the NHL. They beat the Leafs they, in Toronto when they were at the top of the division. They've beaten Boston in Boston. They beat the Rangers in Madison Square Garden. These are some of the top teams they beat in Vegas. You know, they should have beaten Vancouver. They lost that game one nothing. So they're capable of playing well. And to me, that's what's even really more disappointing about this season. It's not that they can't do. It's a little bit more of this we won't do or we aren't able to do it on a consistent basis. And that part, to me, I can understand why fans are even more pissed about that. The year of the of the tank and these years around it, we knew they didn't have a lot of talent. We knew they couldn't compete with the best in the league. They have the talent now. I think it's a lot of just these players figuring out a way to get motivated to start games properly. And definitely some of that blame goes on the head coach for sure. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Brian, uh, the, the synergy between Buffalo and Rochester this year has been pretty apparent, especially when you when you look at uh, goaltending and, and what they've been able to do here now with Levi going back and forth, Comrie accepting his responsibility uh, with the Amherst and, and going up when needed and, and UPL kind of elevating his game a little bit. I think we're going to see more of that here in the coming weeks, in the coming days, as there's a, a pretty important decision that needs to be made here. What are you going to do to replace 
Jack Quinn for the next eight weeks. And our, our heart breaks when you see an injury like that. You know how hard he came. Uh, he worked to come back from the Achilles injury, and he was playing really well prior to injuring himself uh, the other night in San Jose. So my question to you is, what does Kevin Adams do? Does he call up uh, a more veteran guy to be a bottom six guy? Uh, and move somebody up into that role that Quinn occupied in the second line? Or does he go youth and and pluck a Kulik or a Rosane from Rochester and plug him directly into Quinn's role there in the top six? I think fans definitely would want to see Roseanne or Kulik up just because of, hey, you know, we keep seeing all these nights where these Amherst highlights where they're doing so well. We got a little taste of both of them, and they both showed a little nice stuff during their really short time in Buffalo. Um could he go the other route, call up a veteran, and then just slide somebody up? He could. You know, Zach Benson's been a great story this year for the Sabres. Incredible. Overperforming all expectations. Um, but to just expect that he's just going to go in and just be Jack Quinn or something, sort of the offensive production, like, I think that's unfair to an 18-year-old to say, like, we're going to slide you up. Casey Middlestad has been playing with everybody this year. He's been playing center and wing. Uh, so they have flexibility with him. But... Um, and I'd like to see one of the younger players up here, especially because right now, if they end up, you know, quote, costing you a game because of a mistake or something like those lines, to be honest, in the standings, I think it doesn't matter at this point. They're 10 points back of a playoff spot, and they have so many teams involved. I think it would take a really heroic run here uh, over the next month for it to me to mathematically truly believe like they are truly uh, in the race. So, I would say let's see what these prospects can do, whether it's Roseanne or whether it's Kulik along those lines. Get him up here playing with skilled players. If they're going to bring him up and put Kulik on line four with Gergensons and a, a Poso and players like that, then don't bother. Right. Then to me, like if you're going to bring him up and have him play with Thompson, have him play with Middlestad, have him play with Dylan Cousins and J.J. Paterka, well then let's see what they can do playing with players that are among that mindset. Then I'd be all on board for that. Brian, uh, we're now five weeks away from the NHL trade deadline. Like you're painting a picture of, uh, yeah, this seems like another non-playoff season. So if the Sabres are going to be sellers and these rumors will you know, pick up here in the next few weeks, I'm looking over the roster right now and I'm, I don't know, what could you get for Olofsson? You brought up Middlestat. That seems to be the name that certainly Eric Comrie, uh, you know, somebody wanted him, I'm sure. Uh, he could be dealt. Like who, what are the possibilities or do you just kind of stand pat here? I think probably the biggest name of value would be Middlestat. He is an RFA next year. He has given indications that there hasn't been any talk of a contract extension, not to say that there won't be. And his point production is excellent this year. So he, to me, would be very valuable. His trade value is probably about as high as it was when he came off of his amazing performance at the World Juniors. So I think... If you are thinking that you can move on from him next year or you don't want to give him a long-term extension, then I think you could definitely get something of value for him. The other guys that I think could be moved, but I don't think you're getting anything in return that's like, quote, pushing you over the edge. Eric Johnson, to me, seems like a natural move. He's you know coming here from Colorado. He's supposed to be here to kind of help push this, you know, one of the pieces to push them over the edge. He's done a very, very good job penalty killing and improved this unit quite, uh, quite good considering where it was last year. But he's going to be attractive to be in the 5-6 role on a team that's maybe thinking, hey, we're a veteran defenseman away here from maybe having a complete set of blue liners. So I could see him being moved. But again, I don't know what you're, you're not getting 
a, a highly touted player back in return. I think this is, you know, it's, it's a middle round draft pick or it could be even a player that, you know, maybe has kind of fallen out somewhere in the AHL from another season, another team and say, Hey, let's try it here in a different organization. I could see Eric Johnson moved. Um, Eric Comrie to me, the fact that he cleared waivers probably is indication that if anybody did want him, you're talking like a seventh round draft pick, you know, at most, uh, in return. So middle stat to me is the piece. Uh, the, the question to me will be, does he trade some of his other prospects, uh, that are currently playing for the Amherst or are currently playing in juniors or are currently playing in college? Cause the Sabres still seem to have the cupboard full and they've got a lot of players in their core that are signed now long-term. So not all of them are going to have a spot with the Sabres anytime soon. So I still think he needs to create some space there, which is why I think maybe, you know, him holding on to all these prospects at some point, you have to cash in for the good that you did. Kevin Adams has acquired now a lot of prospects, you know, through the draft and through trade, but you've got to take advantage of the fact that, okay, we can't simply have, we don't have seven forward spots to put all these young prospects that are upcoming here through the pipeline, turn them around, turn it into an NHL ready player that can help you right now because this team should be in win mode now considering how they finished last year. Yeah, and, and you were going right where I wanted to ask you next, like, in quickly, because we're, we're up against it, but Brian, the, the idea that you would make a trade and get more prospects in return seems ridiculous to me at this point. If, you, if it's, you're moving Middlestead and, and maybe some other prospects, or you're moving a bunch of prospects to hopefully get somebody that can come in and be a part of this team today and make the, the Sabres better today, then I think a lot of people would sign up for that over, hey, we, well, we got another third-round draft pick for, for this prospect. Totally agree. And that means if you're going to get someone that's ready today, you're going to have to give up somebody of value, which could mean Casey Middlestat, or it could be some of the better players that are playing in Rochester right now or their draft picks. Eric Johnson, Eric Comrie, you can move those guys, but you're right. You're not going to get that NHL player that's going to just step right in and help you today. You know, they, Ultimately, we thought at this point we'd be talking about, hey, who, what's the piece now to push them into the playoffs or keep that playoff spot? Now at this point, it's 10 points. It's just it's such a huge margin. And even different from last year, if you look at last year's record at this time, the gap was pretty similar. It was, I, I want to say maybe it was around like six or seven points, but there was only two teams to pass. Now I believe there's six before you even get to Detroit. So they've got a lot of work to do. Catching Detroit with 10 points ultimately could be possible. But then you've got to pass Pittsburgh and Washington and the Islanders and the Devils and, you know, it starts to add up over the course of a long time that really makes the math difficult. And that's why they're single digit percentages right now in terms of their opportunities to make the playoffs. I think I saw 8% or something along mm. those lines. And I think that's pretty accurate. Brian Koziel, Sabres Radio Network. Sabres are not in action until Tuesday, but Tita Green, tell everybody as, uh, you know, we're looking forward to warmer days here, Brian. Yeah, that's right. We do a, a weekly Tita Green podcast on Mondays. So you can look for that on our social media handles, uh, T to G Buffalo on Instagram and Twitter or X, whatever you're calling it these days. And then our first show, we're back for our first live show on WGR and the Odyssey app uh, on February 24th. So we're less than a month away from our Saturday morning show returning live and on the air and hopefully maybe even golf weather in a few weeks let's hope here let's, let's hope see. brian man thank you so much for giving us your time this afternoon really looking forward to warmer days and and getting back out there and of course you do a great job covering the sport and, and spending time with us here in the sports bar to to get, you know clear the way for us and let us know what exactly is going on with the, the game that we love 
Thanks, guys. Always have fun with talking to you guys. Have you a good it, night. Yeah, there he is. Brian Koziel. You can hear him on Tita Green, also the Sabres Radio Network. Good with his time and joining us this afternoon. <laughs> like you had yearn with his quote. I like Koziel's quote here. Like what we all thought of the Sabres. Nope. Pie in the face. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, th- that's true. What he thought early in the season is, hey, enough talent on this roster. If you just get average goaltending, they're in good shape. Well, they've gotten average to just slightly better than average goaltending. These guys can't wake up. They 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 sleepwalk through the start of every game. It's noteworthy. I'm glad he brought that up. That was over the holidays. You get blasted by Columbus. The idea that you come out the following night, guns a-blazing, and you bury Toronto. It makes you look worse. It does. We did this for our coach. Oh, you chose tonight to do that oh there's a switch that that needs to be sw- that needs to be flipped back on and and you know let's see if don granado because i think the season ends the way we think it's going to end you have a, a very serious question as to who's going to lead this team behind that bench moving forward and it's the nhl man you see it all the time coaches get brought in and things change dramatically year in year out if the message is stale and if you can't get these guys up for it every night and that's what it looks like. It looks like you can't get up for it every night. Then what are we doing here, guys? And we all like Don Granado. He's a great guy. He's all class. But if the message is stale and, and they're not playing for him consistently, yeah, what are we doing? I would bet Seth Apper would be the next head coach. Well, uh, for selfish reasons, I don't want to see that happen. <laughs> We'll come back with some takes on tap next in the sports bar. We'll play. I'll drink to that, Gino. I've got a couple Bills takes. One on Steph Diggs, as my antenna is going to be up this weekend, and I will explain on that. Another on Von Miller, where it's like with this big boulder that's on top of us. What are we going to do here? Is there another option? I'll explore this. Okay, uh, I've got a non-sports take and uh, a football take, and I'm this. I'm going to make a prediction. This is going to be a take that I have every year right around this time because I sit back and I evaluate and I think about the season that just was. And I think I've said this before. I'll say it again. I'll regurgitate it. This will be evergreen take on the NFL. We'll get to that and more next with Al drink to that in the sports bar. It's danger and Bataglia. And you can join us on the good smoke barbecue and pub wingman line. Eight, six, six, four F a N is that phone number five, eight, five, eight, six, six, four, three, two, six last year at the super bowl. Rob Gronkowski went wide left on FanDuel's Kick of Destiny. It's me, Danger, for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Now, Gronk is back for Kick of Destiny 2, and this time, you can play along. All you have to do is choose if Gronk will make or miss, and I got faith in Gronk this year. I'm going to go ahead and believe that Gronk makes this kick. You can get your free pick in right now because if you're right, you'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. Everyone can get in on the action when Gronk takes his shot at redemption before Super Bowl 58. Whether you're a team make or team miss, just head to the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get your pick in. It's absolutely free. Then, tune in before the game to see Gronk's kick live. You'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets if you're right. If you're new to FanDuel, just visit FanDuel.com slash Mike to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in New York. No purchase necessary. $10 million prize pool to be split equally among all eligible participants who make the correct pick. Prize issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one 877 
888 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467-369. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.